Welcome to Communication 24-7, a podcast where we communicate about how we communicate. I'm your host, Jennifer Furlong. For the past several episodes, we have focused on communication styles, how to recognize your communication style, how to recognize others' communication styles, and how to adapt so that you can be more successful and influential when you talk to others. Today, let's turn our focus to the creatives, the innovators, the imaginative, and charismatic. You know, the ones who seem to have their heads in the clouds because they're always daydreaming. They are full of ideas and they absolutely know it. As a matter of fact, they tend to see themselves as visionary, forward thinking. And because of this, they can be perceived as egocentric at times. But let's be honest here, who doesn't seem egocentric at times? But for the rest of us, Sometimes they might be viewed as the airheads. Those whose primary communication style is ideation can at times be difficult to understand, or they could sometimes come across as unrealistic. But if you allow them the freedom, they might come up with suggestions that, depending on the situation or the company, can seem pretty provocative and pretty out there, like outer space out there. But That is what spurs innovation, right? Even if it sometimes makes us uncomfortable or even if we just don't get it. So what is one to do when they find themselves communicating with an idealist, a daydreamer? And like I said, some who might not appreciate the creative aspect of daydreaming just might call them an airhead. That's what this episode is all about. If you find yourself wondering about the pragmatists and the empaths and the overthinkers, you'll need to take a step back and review the previous episodes. But before you do that, let's focus on how to adapt your communication style when you find yourself talking to someone who is always thinking about how their ideas could make things better than they are. First, Understand that, although irritating at times, we need the idea people. They could be right, you know. It is possible that things could be better. When given the time and freedom and support to come up with different suggestions, they don't just think outside the box, to borrow an overused phrase, but for them, there's not even a box. Kind of like when that kid in the Matrix told Neo that there is no spoon. The ideation folks will see an issue and look at it in terms of possibilities, not limitations. The possibilities are limitless because they can envision new horizons, new ways of thinking, new ways of doing, new methods to explore. They focus on the potential, not the actual. They also tend to see the whole picture. The entire grand design of whatever it is they're cooking up and the interdependence of individual parts. This is a great talent to have when thinking about systemic changes to your organization and how a new idea might impact the parts of the whole. 
So if you want to make the most of your time and be the most effective when communicating with an innovator, follow these suggestions. If you enjoy listening to podcasts, it's a good bet you probably enjoy listening to audiobooks as well. Have you tried Audible? There are literally thousands of audiobooks and podcasts on Audible with new titles being added every week. So here's the good news. You can try out Audible Premium or Audible Plus free for 30 days. You can listen anywhere, anytime, when commuting, exercising, running errands, or while doing housework. Check out the links in the show notes to access your free trial today. First, when you start a conversation with an idea-oriented person, begin with a broader concept or the broader idea. Stress the uniqueness of the situation or the uniqueness of the problem. When you approach an innovator with something that is still conceptual, it will start the spark that you're looking for if you're wanting to explore all those possibilities. Second, don't get impatient when they go off on a tangent. This is part of the ideation process. When they get going, some of the ideas might sound pretty off the wall to you, but allow them the space to get their ideas out. As they're sprouting off ideas, you might even want to keep track of them on a whiteboard or maybe a sheet of paper. Write them all down, no matter how crazy ideas might seem. You'd be surprised at how often something that sounds pretty weird ends up being a brilliant idea. Third, allow enough time for discussion. Just because they are brainstorming, that doesn't mean that they automatically think that all of their ideas are going to work. Remember, ideation is all about pushing the boundaries into new horizons. So once the brainstorming is done, provide the time needed to ask questions, give a little pushback, explore the ideas, emphasize the future the whole time though, and uh, emphasize the value that these ideas might bring to the future. This is absolutely needed if you want the best outcome when communicating with an idea-oriented person. What if you don't have the option to speak face-to-face -face and have a discussion? What if, due to circumstances, you're stuck communicating by email or some other form of written communication? Well, start with the same first step. Regardless if it's a conversation or an email, you want to start with the broader concept. Think of your email like an inverted pyramid, where the broader part of the pyramid is at the top. Your first paragraph should focus on the broader idea, an overall statement. Focus on the future and then work your way down to the specifics, to the particulars. So that's how you can best communicate with the airheads. <laughs> Actually, they're not really airheads, even though they might seem like their heads are in the clouds. Just remember that people who are idea oriented are particularly interested in the why of things when having a conversation. They value innovation and creativity. They are imaginative and full of ideas when it comes to thinking about new methods and new approaches to problem solving. They see the big picture and the interdependence of all the parts. Now that you've heard about all of these different communication styles, we talked about action-oriented, we had an episode on process-oriented, another episode on people-oriented, and then this episode where we talked about the idea-oriented. 
Which style do you think is your go-to style? Which styles are represented in your immediate family? What about your coworkers? What about your boss? Consider their styles and how you can adapt to them so that you can be more effective when communicating with them. Remember, we are all a work in progress and learning to be more effective communicators is just one gigantic experiment. And now that we've reached the end of the communication style series, I would love to hear about your experiences with this. Send me an email at info at communication247.com. The link will be in the show notes. And tell me about your experiences with the different communication styles. I want to hear about the good, the bad, and yes, even the ugly. And if you have a question connected to communication, please send it in. I'll be sure to address it in a future episode. You're still listening? Awesome. I just want to take a quick moment to say thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the topics and are finding them helpful, please help our show by sharing it with your social media network.